Always Asia Podcast. The Always Asia Podcast. The Always Asia Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Always Asia podcast. I'm Asia Sanders. And like always, I hope everyone is having a great day, um, the day of their dreams, the day they've always imagined. Um, Before we get to talking, I want to say rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. Um, Friday, we found out that he um, had colon cancer. He's had actually for the past four years. And... um, Wow. So he's been doing all these great, phenomenal movies and with colon cancer. I, I <laughs> It was a death that I'm sure, you know, the, his friends and family, you know, they knew what was going on. But, you know, some of us as his fans, we are we're just very taken back by everything that was happening. So or that had happened. So. I want to say um, I would uh, rest in peace and I just send prayers out to his family and everyone suffering from any type of cancer. Cancer is a motherfucker. Wow, it is a motherfucker. And I just, you know, just send again, send prayers and hope out to everybody that is struggling with um, death in the family um, in any type of way, because I know this is this is just the worst time for all this to occur the worst time you know I mean if there ever is a worse time because yeah let me not put my foot in my mouth and just move on prayers out to the Bozeman family um and yeah so uh this week has been very hectic I say that every week I am ready for things to slow down a little bit for me um School started on Monday and they are just throwing assignments at us like left and right. And I'm just like, please, please calm the fuck down. Lord. But this is my last semester of my 15 year run at Glendale Community College. I might transfer to ASU. I'm right now I'm thinking that's what will happen, but you never know what the future has in store. So I'm just just going with the flow, just doing what God's just telling me to do. I'm doing God's work, baby. And um, yeah, I am back on PTO. Y'all know I love a motherfucking PTO. So I get 27 days PTO every year. And, um, girl, I took another seven days off, so I will be pumping out content this week, too. Like, I'm just going to just keep going and going and going and going. I'm going to take, like, two days, like, away. Me and my girlfriend are going on a little staycation just to just calm down, but I'm going to be right back the fuck up. Um... I don't know if we're going to have a guest today, guys. So I really fucked up. Check this out. So I had an idea. I'm like, I want to talk to someone who um, is in the sex industry. So it could be you got an OnlyFans account uh, where you, you know, do the dope, dope, boo. You feel me? Um, 
strippers and anything anything I just want to educate myself on the industry because it's such an industry that I feel like a lot of people think it's a um a situation to where like they get to be lazy and just like fuck or show their body parts and get paid but there's a lot more to the sex industry especially for women from what I've heard. So I wanted to talk to someone about it and um, I found someone. I actually found two people. One of them had a cancel, so she uh, referred me to somebody else. And then I told the, <laughs> I told the, um, the second person, oh, this time, not knowing it, um, we are in a different state. Like we're about like an hour or two behind. So... She's saying that she might be available, but she hasn't messaged me back. So I think this episode might be guestless and I'm just very frustrated with myself about it. But I just I'm going to give myself a little bit of grace. And hopefully by the time I end this episode, she messages me back and lets me know that she can do it because I think this would be a great episode. But if we don't get it in today, I will make sure that I get it in uh, one of these weeks because yeah, it's going to be a very interesting conversation because y'all know I love 21 questions. But at the same time, um, I was thinking, <clears throat> so there's been just people that have like not messaged me back after expressing interest and wanting to be on the podcast and I never feel why am I about to lie <laughs> I do which I shouldn't sometimes I do like any ill feelings about that because sometimes I'm like damn y'all like don't waste my time don't say you're interested in being on and then really not want to follow up on, at, with me at all like, I understand canceling and stuff like that. Things come up. But just, like, saying, hey, let me be on. or And I'm like, okay, like, what time are you? And then just, like, not. I get frustrated, but at the same time, like, you, I really have to think that people don't owe this podcast anything. You don't owe me or this podcast not one thing. So my expectations shouldn't be so like high of people and not even saying it in a bad way, just saying it as it's not anybody else's responsibility to get this podcast going. It's only mine. So um, I'm just going to do and be better at organizing my time and making sure that um, I am getting the right information out to people because I've this is the second time I've slipped up and not known someone was from a different like in a different state so I've gotten the times wrong or like it's just things like that that I look kind of unprofessional or I look like I'm not taking my craft seriously so um I want to make sure that I'm doing that because if I don't take myself seriously nobody else is going to so yeah I don't know where that came from but um that's just how I feel about it like I'm just going to do better at um getting my times right and and all that because last episode I don't know if you guys um really noticed my uh my connection went bad my um 
my uh uh my laptop died like just a whole bunch of shit that I should have had in order but instead I didn't and it just didn't make for a good episode so um I'm definitely gonna do better at preparing uh but at the same time, I'm going to cut myself some slack too, guys, because I'll be recording by myself, making sure the sound is good, making sure the wires are good, making like trying so hard. And then once I get the guest, oh, shit just starts fucking up. And I'm like, what is going on here? Like, you're really trying to make me out to be like some like unprofessional person. And that's just not me. But yeah, um... Moving on, let's get to the tweet of the week. Let me find the tweet of the week and I will be right All right, guys, so we are back with the tweet of the week. <laughs> this tweet is so relatable to what I'm going through right now, so let's get this going. So at Sabrina, Leah said, <clears throat> y'all can have that I'll sleep when I'm rich mindset because one thing about me, I'm gonna go lay down. Then she followed that up with, this also extends to staying up late to finish assignments and studying because if I don't know it by 1 a.m., I'm closing my book and I'm going to sleep. And that is something that I have always lived by. I don't play about my sleep because if I do not get my sleep, it is hell to pay. I'm crying all day. I, my head hurts. I'm moody. Um, I'm eating bad. It's just, it's really bad. It is a hot ass mess when I don't get my sleep. And my mom said, I've always been like that since I was little. Like, I'll have an attitude and she'll be like, Asia, you need a nap. And I'm like, I don't need a nap. And 20, 30 minutes later, I am knocked out. And when I take naps, I'm, I mean nap nap. I mean two, three hours. So I'm probably going to sleep. I'm going, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> I'm going to lay my ass down. Like, you, do you guys remember when Steve Harvey was preaching to everybody about, wake up, hey. 3.45 a.m. Because if you don't, the stock market going to be closed and you and people making decisions on your whole life. And I'm like, yo, so if this is what it takes to be rich, nigga, I ain't going to be rich because I'm not waking up at 3.45 in the morning. I'm just not doing it. I'm not doing it. I, I mean, am I doing it? Would I do it? Okay, I would do it. I would do it. I would do it. But I just kind of have a problem with promoting lack of sleep. I, I understood what he was saying. Like, I, I think. I think what he was saying, I try to find the good in what people do, is implement discipline in your life. I could, I could get with that. I could get with that. But what I'm not going to get with is exchanging your sleep, your health, your life for money. I'm not doing it. I'm not motherfucking doing it. If I think something's too much, I'm the first to say, I quit. I'm done. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Because, okay, so this is how my schedule is, guys. I have work 40 hours a week, 
five days a week. So that's like my main job. Then I took on another job. It's one day a week, but it's from like eight to about 5.45 or six. I'm babysitting my uh, my coworkers, two kids, one's two and one's five. So y'all know how that is. Then um, I've been twisting hair. I've got a couple appointments, I think two coming up. Also trying to get this, you know, this pod, um, this podcast going. And then I'm like, I want to do YouTube again. Like, I really want to put my all on you and YouTube because every time I've attempted YouTube, I haven't put my all in it. And then I'm just like, I just felt a, like an urge to do YouTube videos. So I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna do YouTube videos too. So, but let me, I'm gonna tell you guys right now, if it's getting to the point where my health and my shit is fucked up and, and, and my emotions are messed up, I'm gonna quit. Oh, and I go to school. I'm taking three classes. I think I already said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, so yeah, so like, there's a lot going on. So... I have to implement a lot of discipline. Like I can't be on Twitter or on Instagram for, uh, you know, you know, just scrolling through for hours. Like I, I was able to before, like I got to get shit tightened up a little bit. So that's been, um, a little difficult, but I'm not doing the 345. Not, no, 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 I'm not doing the 345. Okay. So to segue into, introducing my guest because yes she messaged me back and she's able to be on oh thank you jesus thank you jesus because i was about to bullshit through this entire episode but i don't have to but i got a little bit of her time and i'm so excited and i'll be right back okay all right guys so we are going to welcome goddess bryn to the always asia podcast give it a Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for doing this with me. It's been, like I said, it's been like super hectic, but I'm so happy that you gave me a small portion of your time. And um, yeah, so the reason why I wanted to do a podcast about or an episode about uh, sex uh, sex work is because um, I feel like there's like a... Uh, I would say like a misunderstanding on how like the efforts um, sex, sex workers put into their job. Absolutely. And, yeah. And a lot of people just think it's just as simple as posting uh, some show- pictures and making money, you know? <laughs> no, exactly. And I watch a lot of interviews um, with women who um, have an OnlyFans and what they do and how, how much preparation they put together with um, you know, the production of their videos and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I really want to talk about this. So um, can you, uh, let's start off with uh, what exactly do you do? What is your line of work? Okay, so my specific title is I'm a financial dominatrix. Okay. And um, financial domination is a fetish under the BDSM field. Um, basically where, you know, men and women get off to just sending money to people. Just, just, they just get off on just that. Um, (laughs) wait, so there's nothing you specifically, specifically have to do to get the money. 
Uh, so, like, different, we call them subs, short for submissives, are interested okay. in, you know, different things. So some of them just send you money and they don't even want to talk to you. And, you know, some of them, they'll send you money and, you know, they, like, have different, you know, roles or tasks. Like, they send you money for specific things, like for coffee or breakfast or lunch or drinks or things like that. Um, you know, a lot of them, like, being humiliated. Um, so we'll have like humiliation sessions where we just kind of like talk down on them, just kind of like every mean and rude thing you would ever want to say to just like some disgusting little man. We do that, they yeah. get off to it, they pay us for it. And yeah, it's honestly a great time. I enjoy it. <laughs> really? So is this, do you have to ask for it? Ask for the money? So because it's like the fetish is financial domination the money is expected so we have what we call a tribute which is um what they have to send us to let us know that they're serious about serving us and that they're not going to waste our time so if they even want to talk to us they have to send us money wow so Mm -hmm. is this a a constant business for you like in you know what i mean or is this just a um, once in a while thing. You're honestly like working every single day to like market yourself and brand yourself and promote yourself and put okay. yourself out there Okay. and, you know, build your following and your fans and such like that. Yeah. Um, it is a lot, a lot of work. You can't just, you know, take a bunch of like, you know, cute pictures and just post it and be like going about your day. No, yeah. it has to be constant content that, you know, your viewers are asking for. Wow. So how long have you been doing this for? I'm actually very, very new. Okay. Um, I started around, I want to say like October, November of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've like dove very deep into it. It's become a huge part of my life. Um, you know, I've done a lot, a lot of research because that's like super important in this field of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I just, I really love it. Every day. <laughs> learning new things yeah, yeah. <laughs> that like guys are interested in it's yeah it's a whole new world honestly so those of us who don't know what bdsm is can you explain it to us a little bit i can never remember what the letters stand for okay that's okay i think like the s is what like sadomasochism and just like dominance and bondage and stuff like that so you know when you see people like all like tied up and like being whipped and beat and stuff like Mm -hmm. we also do that so like we'll have sessions with subs well where we'll like flog them or we'll like stomp on their balls (laughs) and stuff like yeah 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 it gets very very intense a lot of them like a lot of intense pain um directed at their genitals um just a lot of different people are into a lot of different things and, um, you know, different people cater to different things. And yeah. Oh my God. So, um, so have you had an instance or have you heard of an instance to where the uh, physical, um, like the hitting of the um, other person like has gone too far to where someone has really gotten hurt? Um, I've never heard of that. It's oh. never happened to me personally. Okay. But um, I know that most people will have like a safe word okay. that they come up with. Okay. Um, I've never had to use a safe word with any of my subs. Um, we usually discuss their limits and stuff beforehand. Nice. So I know how hard um, I can do things and what, okay. you know, how far they're willing to go. Wow. Um, but, you know, it's kind of like 
hardcore sex, you know, when you're having crazy sex with your boyfriend no. and you're doing crazy stuff, you know, you come up with a safe word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of like that, but you yeah. know, it's a little different. Yeah. So what is, what do you think is the biggest misconception of the sex industry or being in the sex industry? Um, that it's not work. That's okay, so you like the biggest thing. People are always telling us like, get a job. Like, this this I got a job, job you know? <laughs> Yeah, right. Like we're on these adult websites, like we're on OnlyFans, we're on Avian Stars. We do have to pay taxes, you know? Mm. So when people tell us like, oh, like get a job, like, bro, this is our job. Like we're probably doing way more work doing this and making way more money doing this than you are doing whatever the fuck it is that you're doing, you know? <laughs> exactly. Judging me. And you know <laughs> Right. So and, uh, um Oh sorry, what were you saying? It's, it's fine. It's really also really great to see like a lot of us sex workers are in like great relationships. A lot of my sex worker friends, you know, are married, like they have kids or like they're just like in relationships or whatever. Like I'm in a great relationship, probably going to be getting married within a couple of months, you know? Congratulations. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so I feel like that's another thing. Okay. So I was going to ask you that, like, has being in the sex industry affected like your relationships with people, like whether it's like friendship or romantic? Uh, no, not at all. I actually okay. was introduced to this um, through an old best friend. She introduced okay. this to me um, and my boyfriend, like he's fine with it. You know, he's like that, get that bag mentality, you know? <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> That's what he's about, and he, um, we're doing long distance right now, so when we finally link up back together, he's like, I want to start doing videos with you, too, so. Awesome, okay. Yeah. So, when my friend introduced it to me, mm-hmm. she, like, she introduced it to me as something that she thought that I would be good at, just knowing the type of person that I am, just that I'm, like, just, like, a natural bitch. <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah so she's like I think like this would come easy to you I think that like you would really enjoy this and like you would be good at it you know <laughs> and that's honestly like what got me into it just like being able to belittle men and just like t- fill my pockets while I'm doing it yeah. like I usually shit on men for free being able to shit on men and get paid for it <laughs> yes please <laughs> thank you sign me up <laughs> hello <laughs> That is funny. But see, oh my gosh. So is like growing up, what was it that you wanted to do for a, as a career? Uh, that's actually so funny. Um, I actually wanted to be a lawyer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then I wanted to, I wanted to be a Supreme Court justice. I wanted to be a judge. Like I wanted to do like all of that. Yeah. But then again, I feel like just like other things that I was doing in my life really led up to me being a sex worker. Like I can honestly say that like I've been a whore all my life. <laughs> like, you know, I lost my virginity at a long age. I have been, you know, fucking and experimenting for years. You know, I've always been like super open about like my sexuality and stuff like that. So I feel like mm-hmm. this was like really like just perfect for me. Yeah. So does your family like are you open with them about like your um your line of work? I'm open with some of my family. Some of my family is aware. Okay. Okay. But not everybody. Not everybody. Not everybody has to. Like, I, I not really. Not at all. It's none of their business. Yeah, it, I am right with <laughs> you. See? Because, man, like, oh my God, they could be so judgmental sometimes, man. Mm-hmm. 
my god and so- i've just heard like horror stories of girls who've gotten like yeah. kicked out of their houses for things like this yeah yeah but then at the end of the day like also i'm grown who's really telling me anything exactly and you're a consenting adult let's not even let's not leave that out you're consenting yes absolutely so what would be the first thing you would you would suggest to someone that is wanting to be in the sex industry i love how you put those back to back because age verification is the first thing that I would tell someone. Make sure that you are age verified. And the best way to get age verified is on an adult website, such as OnlyFans or AVN Stars, Admire Me, like whatever, whatever. And if you're not comfortable with like posting on there, you mm-hmm. don't have to. You can just make your subscription fee like so much money that nobody subscribes. Although that doesn't always work because I've done that and still gotten people subscribing. <laughs> okay. But, like, you still don't have to post anything if you don't want to. It just <laughs> makes people aware of the fact that you are age verified because you do need to put an ID um, on there to have the account. So, oh, okay. Yes. So, okay. So I have a friend that's wanting to start an OnlyFans and how does the payment thing work? Okay, so um, after, you know, your ID is verified and such like that, you're able to put, you know, your billing information, like your routing account and stuff. That's what I do. I have my bank routing account. I actually made um, a whole separate bank account just for this. Okay. Because my vanilla bank account is under my dad's bank account. (laughs) So I wanted to have like a separate bank account separate from that, (laughs) from, you know, my dad. (laughs) So I opened my own bank account and you just put your routing information and the money is there. And, you know, you do payouts whenever you want to, you can make manual payouts, you know, if you're making, you know, enough money mm-hmm. to do the manual payouts, to do them like daily or weekly or monthly or whatever. And yeah. it takes a couple of days and it just deposits straight into your account. Yeah. So, okay. So I, and I also heard that you get paid for other things other than the subscriptions. What are those Absolutely. So there are the tips. People can um, leave you tips on your photos. Mm -hmm. Then there's also the PPV, which is the pay-per-view messages. Oh, Um, okay. Yeah, which are apparently like super fucked up right now because of Bella Thorne. (laughs) What is, yeah, explain that to me. What is she Oh my gosh. So first of all, fuck every and any celebrity who gets on OnlyFans because like they oversaturate the platform you know everybody like sees these celebrities getting on here and making like a million dollars in one day and they're like oh i can do that that's easy let me get on here and do it and then there's just like so many fucking people but um the thing with bella thorne is apparently she um sent out a 200 dollars ppv message and oh i'm sorry no I got a phone call Glitched. no that's okay that's okay um you stopped at so what is a ppv what does that stand for pay-per-view so you have to pay to view the message and pay to see the photos okay so she sent out a 200 meaning for 200 dollars, you can see whatever she has yes and she told people that it would be a nude photo set okay okay so people paid for it and that's not what it was and so everybody was requesting a refund from OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. and it seems like they might not have it like that to give everybody the money back and now 
our payouts instead of taking like three to four days are apparently taking 30 days Mm. i haven't verified that yet but that's what um what's going on in the sex worker twitter sphere yeah yeah so but doesn't everyone pretty much do that like go on and be like hey see me like naked and then like it it just isn't that like once you get on doesn't pretty much everyone do that I mean, yeah, they told like a lot of celebrities have been doing that. You Uh think you're going on for nudes and stuff, and then it's not that. But um, her making the PPV that high and then people refunding it has made OnlyFans decrease how high we can make the PPV. So I never really do mine that high because my fans are like broke fucks. I get most of my money from, you know, the financial domination. Okay, um, okay. But for other girls, this apparently is, like, a huge thing. Fuck. So do you have, like, is there anyone, like, in your family that is in the sex, um, the sex industry as well? Like, is this, because um, I know a lot of women, including myself, um, grew up very, like, shy about our sexuality. You know what I mean? So what made you so free to be so open about it? So no one in my family is actually in this field of work, but I'm pretty sure that the reason that I'm so open about it is because um, (laughs) my dad is a whore. (laughs) So I kind of feel like I got like that horror gene from my dad and because of like me being like uh, a, a person of like this generation, it's made me a little bit more open. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I feel like that's that what is it so was, funny. being completely honest. Yeah. That is so funny because a lot of us can say same. Same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> say that. Because like everyone's dad has like 14 kids from like oh. 12 different, like, <laughs> I mean, my dad doesn't have that many kids, but he was definitely, you know, doing his little whore thing. That's a, and then so to like piggyback off of what you said about like the times being different how do you feel about like um women being more free and the importance of women being more uh like free with their sexuality because i'm seeing it very often like you know with the um the wop music video and mm-hmm. stuff like that like how do you feel about what, the, what where that movement is going I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. I love that women are finally being more open with just everything. Like, men get to go out here and be whores and shit and have a great time. Like, why can't we do it too? The hell? Exactly. And we're better at it. Yes. Because for a long time, men, and specifically like rappers, they've used our body for their profit. And the fact that women are now doing it for themselves, it seems like it's been like a problem. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. All that controversy with like CeeLo Green and his ugly fat ass when he was talking about the WAP video and the lyrics and stuff and then someone had to check his ass and bring up his lyrics from a past song like come on bro like don't even try to play us you guys have been talking about sucking and fucking and licking all this time and now we say it and it's a problem who y'all sucking and fucking and licking on other niggas no bitches so we could talk about it too yeah so we should be able to talk about it too it's a thing of i feel like it's ownership it's men feeling like they could they own us so they should be the only ones that are, like I said, making profit off of our bodies instead of us making profit and being proud about it, being proud that we, like, that we are making money or making a living because of the way we look or, you know, or. Exactly. That's been. Honestly, I just feel like men can just be like the biggest haters sometimes. Not all men. Yeah. Like I have like this really good sex worker friend who's like constantly supporting me yeah. and other female black sex workers. And like, I love and appreciate him so much. Yeah. There are so many other men who are just like the biggest fucking haters. Yeah. And I think it's insecurity, honestly. It has to be like some sort of insecurity. I, 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 I they're jealous. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that too. I, I can go on and on with the reasons. <laughs> no, yeah, I think it's insecurity as well. It's insecurity in their in their masculinity because a lot of men's masculinity comes from ownership of women. So, like, if and if they don't feel like they own us, then that's their masculinity is being tested. So, um, you hmm. talked about your friend being supportive of uh, other. Um, uh, black sex workers, how are black sex, sex workers treated versus white sex workers in the industry? Oh man, what a question. They're mm-hmm. treated the way that, you know, just black people are treated in any other industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the same old, same um, We have to, right, we have to work twice as hard to mm-hmm. make just as much money, you know, these little, <laughs> we got the, uh, whiteies and you know these other girls who mm-hmm. do like damn near nothing and make thousands and thousands of dollars mm. and then we have these guys who come up to us and they think because we're black that we're gonna give them like discounts or something really always trying to bargain with us like bro if you can't afford the prices don't even yeah. talk to me mm-hmm so do you do you set a uh, uh, a price for your uh, financial dominatrix? Like, I can only like um, be involved with you if you're able to put, pay this much or more. How is that set up? So I have my initial tribute, so they have to pay that much money to talk to me, okay. um, and then I actually have like a sub application that I created through like oh. Google Forms. Mm-hmm. And it has like questions asking them like if they've tributed what their uh, fetishes and kinks and stuff are and their limits and what their monthly FinDom wow. budget is. Mm. So um, usually I do about like 100 to 50 minimum for a monthly FinDom budget just for like daily sending and whatever role they decide to take. Um, what. what no whether it's wine sub or like weed sub or like lingerie sub or something like that. So, you know, it's actually a lot of work in other ways, not just creating content. Like I got to sit here and do math. Like, okay, (laughs) he can only afford this much a month. So how much can he send me daily as well as paying for this, that, and this, you know? So has the pandemic, has it increased business in any way? 
Um, when it first started, it was really annoying. People were trying to like bargain a lot, like, oh, Corona, I don't have a job. Okay, okay. so why are you here? <laughs> this is a, a financial fetish. If you don't have money, you should not be here. What you should be doing is trying to go make money. I don't know, drive for Uber, eat less, do something, have sleep for dinner. I don't care, figure it out. But it's not really my concern. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because that's not for you. But like, so has business been better now? Or because you said when it first hit, it was like that. I mean, people aren't using Corona as a reason why they don't have money. They just you know, straight else. up don't have money. Right. Yeah. So yeah. honestly, I feel like for me, it's kind of remained the same. Okay. I did have one month where it was like really booming for me, like right after it hit. That was like a really, really great month for me. Really? But um, yeah, it's it has its ups and downs. Mm. Like I like keep an Excel spreadsheet of how much money I make monthly on like each site or like through Cash App, PayPal or whatever. Although I don't use PayPal anymore because it's not sex worker friendly. Um, <laughs> how do you say that? And I also keep track. Because it's not, like, it's a fact, but um, when you, people are dumb, and they'll put, like, notes attached to the money, like, oh, this is for, like, the dick humiliation or whatever, right, and then your account gets flagged, Mm. so they do dumb stuff like that, Um, Mm. but I'll keep track of, like, how much I make and how much I spend on, like, materials, like, if I get, like, lingerie or uh, a ring light or something, I put that in there even though, you know, they usually send me the money to reimburse it, I still track it because that's still money that went into me doing this. You know what? I think I'm in the wrong job. I'm in the wrong job. I'm sure a lot of people feel like this. A lot of people are going to feel like this listening to you. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I mean, as fun as it is, it's really like so much work and it can like get you down sometimes for like one month you're making like thousands of dollars and like the next month you're only making hundreds and you're just like, well, is it me? But then you have to realize like, no bitch, it ain't you. It's these broke ass fuckers. But it can get a little discouraging and you just have to, you know, motivate yourself. Yeah. And you do like really make friends like with these other girls. Like they're honestly like such sweethearts. Like I think I only have sex worker friends. So wait, how do you meet other other sex? Is it through like social media or something? Because I know you you ain't, yeah so like twitter is like our main platform for like finding subs and promoting everything so the best way to do things is to become part of an engagement group and those are just kind of like twitter group chats where you like send your post and people like have to engage with them like they have to like it or they have to comment or they have to retweet and by being in engagement groups you're like you're engaging with like new people and you actually do make friends Wow, that's that's really cool. So you're like in a community that's supporting each other. That's like absolutely wow. It's really the only way to do it because it kind of sucks. Because I've noticed like if I don't put my post in an engagement group, sometimes it gets like zero engagement. Because a lot of times I'm shadow banned, which is a thing that Twitter does, which makes it hard for people to see my account because of like certain things that I do that they don't like. Mm. and so the, twitter that, likes to shadow ban us a lot really yeah that's crazy because twitter has some horror like some crazy horror stories and crazy things like and that's what they want to uh, wow 
Yeah, they're worried about us sex workers, exactly. Yeah, when there's some crazy shit, there's some crazy shit on Twitter all the time. So you said you, do you live in New York City or? Um, Not currently. I'm actually in Buffalo, New York right now. I'm a college oh. student. Oh, okay. What yeah. Political science. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah. Do you ever fear like, because I fear this all the time, like, because I am, like, very raw, cussing people out and shit, and I fear that one day that my boss is going to find me doing all that. Are you ever fearful of that? Um, Honestly, like, when you get into sex work, that's something that you have to keep in mind, like, that you can be found by, like, your boss and, like, potential uh people that are hiring you like that's something that you have to keep in mind so um it's something that I keep in mind but I feel like with the way that I'm doing it you know using a different name and such like that that um hopefully you know no one finds out (laughs) yeah but But I really don't think something that you have to keep in mind that that could happen so yeah and I it's crazy how that affects how people see your work ethic in your in your in your job because like there are some crazy pe- there's some people that do some crazy shit on the low that are able to have I mean the pre- look at the president right you know what I'm literally mean? married to a porn star that's for one exactly exactly exactly. So, uh, yeah, that should never affect it. But so what do you want to do um, regarding political science? Um, it seems like I'm probably going to stray away from political science and move more into the social media fields. Oh. Yeah, I'm pretty good at, you know, managing and analyzing social media accounts. Okay, okay. So that... Yeah. And then that, and that is the future. That is definitely the future. Mm-hmm. We're going to wrap this episode up. Um, Goddess Bren, can you tell everybody where they can find you, social media, everything? Oh, yeah. You guys can find me on Twitter mm-hmm. um, at Goddess Bren. I'm pretty sure that's my Twitter. Let me just check real quick. Yeah. Yes, it's just <laughs> Goddess Bren. Yeah. Um, I think that's where you can find me on yeah, I'm pretty much just on Twitter, yeah. Okay. Goddess Bren. Okay. Perfect. They got rid of my Instagram account. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, you I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah. You got to get that back on, girl. You're Because you're beautiful. I mean, shoot, that, that's that's more oh, money for you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, guys, just follow me on Instagram at AlwaysAsia and on Twitter at AlwaysAsia as well. Thank you again for watching. Thank you, Goddess Brand, for being on. And thank we're you so much for having me. Absolutely. Bye-bye.